Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Rugby is our theme at the moment, and the rumours were true. Moana Pacifica's uh, star centre, Levi Ormoa, is moving south to link up with the Crusaders from the start of next season, a move that certainly has people talking. The barnstorming midfielder has been on a tear of form now for a long period of time, for Tasman as well as Moana Pacifica, and raises some very interesting questions about what the Crusaders' midfield stocks might look like next year. It's a busy time in red and black country because tomorrow the Crusaders launch their own Hall of Fame to recognise the great players and coaches and administrators who have been part of uh, some of their dynasties throughout the years. No doubt Mr Ramoa will have ambitions of ending up in that Hall of Fame one day. Colin Maidensbridge, of course, is uh, the CEO of the Crusaders. He joins us now. Colin, I would imagine you wouldn't have minded um, jiving and dancing a wee bit to uh, Tina Turner over the years? Oh, Smithy, absolutely, mate. I've done a, a fair, a fair bit, bit of uh, jiggling to um, to Tina. It's very sad, wasn't it? And uh, it's the good thing is you get to remember all the amazing songs and experiences and events that she's um, been part of. So um, yeah, so you, it's almost a celebration rather than something to be too sad about, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, simply the best could uh, apply to your franchise uh, over a long, long period of time. And you don't sit still, Colin. You've uh, gone after Levi or Moore, and you've got him. How long's that been on the radar? Well, probably not as long as what it, it might appear. I, he's obviously made some um, personal decisions about uh, wanting to be an All Black, um, and uh, then when you know his status uh, sort of cleared up, he. He, his agent went out and had a bit of a look at some options and um, so yeah it, it, it suited us and, and he's connected here obviously he's been he's been playing for Tasman for a while um, he, he knows some of the coaching staff and um, and, and yeah I think he, he's, he's enjoyed playing against the Crusaders so it's a pretty natural place for him to end up I think Colin, uh, we get a lot of texts in here about uh, this concern for uh, some of the franchises in Super Rugby. Moana Pacifica, obviously, uh, who have had uh, a very average season in terms of results, and they see uh, their best player uh, leaving uh, to go to uh, the most successful franchise in the country, and they say, why? Um, uh, why does this happen? Um, it's, is it a case of you know, pursuit as such or more driven by the players? And I'm just talking about Levi here. So I think it, probably our system, Smithy, if you, if you think about where where our ambition around systems is, it, it predominantly arises through our academy system. So so we, in an ideal world, we'll end up with 80% of our roster will have actually played for us or, or come through our academy, um, and, and that there will be less players that don't come from the academy than those that do. That's, that's, that's what we work towards. Of course, you do end up with some holes, you know, there's a bit of movement um, each season, and so those holes uh, need to be filled. And it's not so much what we've had to go and, uh, you, you know, it's not we, we don't go on this tracking system and, and go and grab these people. Sometimes they'll see what goes on in our environment, they'll get feedback about the environment, they'll understand it a bit, they'll know some of the people involved, 
and then so you know they'll make inquiry and then of course we're going to respond to the inquiry so it's interesting talking to the aussie teams about super rugby pacific in the last couple of years and and i know you know i look at what what some of them are doing in their teams at the moment trying to build capacity build their academy systems and build their systems i, I think people often expect the results to happen uh, you know, through a draft system in one week, uh, where in actual fact the way to build, uh, you know, good long-term success is to invest in, in development uh, and be, be a development-led organisation. You do that and then suddenly people want to come to you and get developed and it's, it's primarily that than any other sort of, um, you know, it's, it's, I can assure you it's not deep checkbooks or, or anything of that nature. It's more about trying to focus on, uh, on being a development-led organisation and then hope that you attract people for that reason. Obviously, uh, they look at uh, the Crusaders' stocks in the midfield and at full strength, they're pretty healthy. Uh, you know, we, we look at uh, Jack Goodyear, we look at David Harvey, um, Dallas McLeod. Um, you know, um, there, there's a very strong base there. But you are losing personnel at the end of this year. Have you? Uh, who who is it confirmed as leaving at this point and maybe perhaps moving on? So I'm, I'm a bit. <laughs> I'm swimming out of my lane there, Smithy. I, I, I leave that for Ray and for, um, for for Angus to speak to. But but I think you're right. We do have a, a, a reasonably, you know, some people would see it as congested. But it's I've seen um, I've seen players talk about if you want to be an All Black, for example, if that's your aspiration, you want to play for the All Blacks, then you're actually going to have to beat uh, somebody into that position. Uh, and, and whether that's in the club that you're in or another club. You're going to have to go past that person to win the spot, so to speak. Now, how you go past and the way you conduct yourself and all those things—they're different issues. Um, but if you want to be an All Black, then you've got to—you've um, got to aspire to be the best. And so, therefore, you've got to expose yourself to whichever environment you think is going to put you in the best position to be an All Black. And I think, you know, I think in this case, that's what Levi's chosen to do. Um, you know, that's the, the thinking that's gone in. Um, in our case, yeah, we've, you know, he's, he's, he's got plenty of skill and versatility, but uh, I won't swim out of the lane of the head coach and the, um, and the GM professional rugby. That's their job to talk about that. Right, OK. Well, that, that brings up uh, the other issue, which is a, a very public one, and, of course, it's not just a singled in on the Crusaders franchise, so you've got to find some coaching personnel, um, Colin. Uh, how's that process going, and what is the, what is, how does it work? Uh, how closely do you have to work with New Zealand rugby? I mean, do you do this by yourself, and, and how, how far down the road are you? So it's, uh, we do it with New Zealand rugby, um, and, um, uh, and, and the, you know, you end up with a bit of a panel of some people from there, some people from here, uh, and the first stage is you, you, these aren't jobs that you put an advertisement up and, and people apply um, because you know to be a decent um, to be a decent uh, super rugby coach you've probably got to have done some coaching um, elsewhere um, so, so you, you end up in a in a situation where you, you sort of scan the world. You check in with agents. You check in on contract status, and you and you start speaking to people basically. And so we've been doing that for a while, um, talking to a number of people. So we've made some progress. We've got to a smaller group, um, and we're just working through uh, and making sure that 
um, you, you know, we're clear on what we're looking for and they're clear on, on you know, that this meets their aspirations. So, so we're still a few weeks away and, and we're not rushing. Um, we're trying to take the view we're better to make the right decision than make a quick decision in this case. So, so if it takes us a little bit longer, we'll take a little bit longer. Obviously, we want them assembled ideally um, before we assemble. Um, I, I don't think that the other coaches would be too happy with me putting a whistle on them out, but um, I, I, I think we'll take our time and, and make sure we get the right connection. Yeah, because well, you know we're, we're just sort of surmising over the fact that you know you, if you were an incoming coach, you'd, you'd probably want to have some say in what your roster is next year. I mean, that, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I guess the, the, the other thing, though, is Smithy, you, you stick, I mean, you've talked about who's going, who's staying. There is not a lot of movement mm. in our roster, not a lot of unplanned movement in our roster. So, um, so and, you know, when you see academy uh, athletes coming through, it's, it's, it's not like you start with a blank sheet of paper. It's, you, you inherit uh, predominantly what's there. The you know, vast majority of the athletes that were uh, that will be there next year will have been with us uh, in this past year. So you probably, you know, there'll be a couple of positions that you might want to have some influence on, but we, we mm. do have other coaches already in, in situ. We've got a GM professional rugby who's been involved in uh, in depth charting for, um, you know, for quite a period of time. So I, I don't think there's... Um, it's probably not as big a issue as as what it might be if you know if you started with a with a zero um, zero sheet. Okay, right. Well, here's a lane you can swim in with confidence, Colin, because tomorrow um, you launch your Hall of Fame, which I imagine you've been a huge part of um, of the practical side of instituting this. Uh, this is uh, exciting. Telling tell us a wee bit uh, about how this came about. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, the, 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 again, the Australians do some things really, really well, Smithy, don't they? So, uh, Razor, Sam Whitelock, and Jace Ryan, I think last year or year before, attended the uh, Brumbies Legends Lunch, and um, and we, we've been to um, some lunches that, that they put on for the likes of um, uh, Weary Dunlop uh, down at Rebels, and and it, 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 they came back and said we've got to do this. So that was the genesis of the idea. It, it, we've always thought of ways that we can celebrate our alumni so um, so it just seemed to make sense to try and put together uh, both a, a celebration for the um, of our legends uh, recognition of all our alumni and then also we're using this as a as an opportunity to raise money for uh, I am hope um, and uh, Mike King's work there so obviously we respect his mahi and it's a good opportunity for us to um, to try and raise some money for for him as well so so, um, what kind of uh, person um, goes into uh, a Hall of Fame? What kind of person makes up a, uh, an initial inductee? I mean, uh, we're looking across the board here. We're talking about a franchise uh, founded in 1996. So we're coming up, what, 27 years uh, since it's uh, been there. But uh, we're talking administrators, coaches, players across the board here, Colin? Oh, th- th- this will be focused on coaches and players. Uh, is alumni-led, so... Yeah, as you say, Smithy, 27 years, uh, 17 finals, 13 championships. But the, 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 you know, one of the things about this place is that we've probably got more centurions and, and less capped players than a lot of clubs. So we've only had 278 uh, capped crusaders, and um, but we've had 24 centurions in that in that in that period. So they do stick around. So um, 
so, so to become, we set up a committee, um, and that was uh, Bob Stewart, an ex-chair, uh, Leslie Murdoch and Brian Ashby, uh, good media people from here, uh, John Miles, who's been in logistics and team management for many, many years, uh, Angus Gardner and Sam Broomhall. Uh, then we had um, Sam, Sammy Whitelock and R- Razor from a team perspective, and then Corey Flynn, Adam Whitelock and Ruben Thorne have been giving us some, some help uh, from the alumni steering committee. So, so those guys have set up a criteria, um, which is around, uh, you know, uh, contribution on the field and, and what they've left in the club um, uh, afterwards. And, um, and yeah, so we're, we're inducting three, um, three tomorrow. Right. That's, uh, that's absolutely outstanding. We look forward to that uh, announcement. So, uh, the other thing I've uh, got on my little list here is um, stadium development. Um, uh, are you across um, the new your new facility coming up in years' time? Uh, how's that going? Yeah, so twenty um, so Bessex Watpac and um, lead the consortium, which they call Kotui Consortium, which is uh, some uh, a bunch of local companies and led by Bessex Watpac have built many stadia around the world. They are. Um, I'll leave aside, leave aside the budget side of it. I think they're well under budget and, and on time at the moment, and um, and so they're looking to uh, they're looking for us to be open and operational in 2026. It might not be the first game of the year. Um, it might be quarter two. I think April was uh, sort of delivery date 2026. So we could be playing uh, mid-season 2026 uh, at Takaha Stadium, and um, and at this stage. Everything's going swimmingly well. And in fact, they're being very coy, the lead contractors, um, which suggests to me that it's going better than they're, they're letting on. But you can look, if you look in there now, you, you know, there's um, horizontal infrastructure in place already and there's some of the vertical in- infrastructure going up now. So you're seeing columns and stuff rising out of the ground. So, yeah, no, no I think no majors in front of them. So, um, yeah, very excited about what that's going to look like. And just from a business point of view, um, because obviously you want to fill that new stadium, are you happy with numbers this year? Look, we get a lot of texts in yeah, and a lot of messages and a few calls as well. Uh, Colin, as you can imagine, some people just a little bit concerned about the, the numbers at Super Rugby, particularly bums on seats as such. How uh, are you tracking this year? So it's, 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 um, it's interesting, Smithy. When you look at broadcast numbers, highlight viewership, uh, social media engagement, those things are all as strong as they've ever been in the competition since w- when I look back at the data, which is 2006. So so people are consuming the product, they're consuming the game. Bums on seats is quite variable. I, I think, uh, w- w- you know, I was saying to somebody last week, we've played in uh, two of our last three games with sellouts. Um, so, you know, the Blues and the, and the Chiefs. So some of those traditional rivalries are, are really, really attractive. Some of the some of the games, it's fair to say that the, you know people don't see that that rivalry quite the same. So some of the Trans Tasman matches are not, are not attracting quite the crowds, but the crowd average numbers are, are, are okay. It's just that some of them are are a bit lower than they've been historically. Mm. But overall, the average crowd numbers are up for us this year. Um, uh, the, the, and I think in our own venue, you'll see. Even with some opposition that we wouldn't call, um, you know, quite the same as they say, Chiefs, uh, Blues, Hurricanes, Highlanders, you, you know, even uh, even that opposition's attracting a reasonable crowd, but m- maybe just doesn't fill the venue. So, so bums on seats is uh, is not as good as what we'd like it, but it's probably better than what most people think because the average is up. Okay, Colin. Well, thanks very much for that. 
Um, good luck tomorrow. I mean, it's a, it's a great initiative. I love the Hall of Fame concept, and you've got so many, so many, uh, I think, contenders over the, the next few years. It'll be really interesting to see um, who the uh, first three will be. Um, I, I would I would imagine you're not going to give us any clues to this sort of thing, but um, <laughs> uh, it would have been pretty hard to get the first three, wouldn't it? Uh, it, it, it was, actually. I think that's, it's actually interesting. That, that committee, that group, um, it, you know, took a real long time to get there. They spent a lot of time on um, on what needs to be there. And, and yeah, a credit to them. They, they you know, in, in the end, you, you see three names and you, you see three people um, who will end up with a taonga um, presented to them, recognising their contribution. But, but actually, the work that's gone behind the scenes to get to those three is, uh, is pretty special. So you're really proud of the effort they've put in to get there. Well, good luck with the function. Uh, great initiative, as I say. Uh, you've got the Waratahs this weekend and a 4.35 start. A little bit of afternoon rugby into the evening. Uh, let's hope you could get a good uh, following there as well. Uh, it's gonna, it sounds like it's going to be a hell of a weekend down there. All the best, Colin. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Millie. Good on you, mate.